Good morning, good morning friends. How are you all? Happy Monday to you. Happy Thanksgiving, especially here in Canada. This is the Bin Check in the Podcast, episode number 71. Today is the 11th of October, 2021. I'm thrilled to have you guys here. Hello, Brandon. Nice to see you, my friend. So, another beginning of a week here, and um, here in Canada, it's a long weekend because of the holiday today, the Thanksgiving holiday, so that's a significant time for us to take time out and reflect by way of gratitude on so many things we have going on in our lives that we get to enjoy and appreciate and uh, savor. So amidst lots of food and family and get-togethers, um, thank you for spending a few moments with me um, on this cold but clear morning. It actually snowed here in Calgary yesterday, believe it or not. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that happened. Hello, Brandon. Good to see you. Um, my name is Binny. Like I said, I'm a life recalibrator. I help people recalibrate where they're at in life to where they want to be heading on and uh, love what I do, love being able to inspire hope in others. This podcast is burst actually out of a desire for me to do self-care for myself by asking myself some self-reflective questions, a question uh, every weekday. And then as I answer it, to be able to share my experience in answering those with you guys, the three main things that I'd like to hit um, out of the park and focus on are awareness, awareness of how I'm growing and changing over time. Secondly, kindness to myself in the midst of that change. And finally, the happiness components, which I enjoy immensely, even as I process my way through all of the other necessary and important emotions as well. But that is what we do here on the Pen Check New Podcast, uh, about half an hour every weekday. So glad to have you here. Today, we are going to dive into a question that takes us into our past. Today's question we're answering is, if you had the opportunity, what would you tell your childhood self? If you had the chance to go back and talk to your childhood self, what would you say to that young version of yourself? I'm getting a question here. What is my best piece of life advice? Mm. You know, those are difficult questions because you're trying to answer in a little snippet what you're trying to sum up from your entire life by way of saying, here's what I, I found really important for me. So if I were to answer what's my best piece of life advice based on my experiences and my frame of reference, I would say that... We're all trying to figure things out. You tell yourself to stay focused. Awesome. I like that. Um, I would say if I were talking to my younger self, hey, Taylor, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. My best advice, to my, uh, my best piece of life advice would be we're all trying to figure it out. No one has the comprehensive assessment or no one has actually decided to have perfected what a perfect life should look like. And in the midst of us all trying to figure things out, what would it look like for us to figure out our own experiences, even as we're moving forward and experiencing um, life amongst others in community? There are many who are saying they have it all down paths, and yet I think we are all struggling in some sense, right? 
Uh, Ross, my friend, how are you? Do you believe in conspiracy theories? I rarely do believe in conspiracy theories. Um, I find them interesting to listen to. I like hearing the evidence that those who believe them um, come up with, even as we engage in conversation, to find them compelling, but I don't necessarily usually believe in conspiracy theories. Luke is my friend. Nice to see you as well. Welcome aboard. So um, the question again, my friends, that we're answering today is, if you had the opportunity, what would you tell your child itself? I like it because it is a way of saying, if I had some life advice to give my, to myself at a younger season, what would that be? How would I go about communicating that to my younger version of myself? As I look at this question, I was thinking a couple of things. On, on the one hand, I was reflecting on the fact that uh, I was having to do a recalibration in my mind. My, the recalibration was as follows. Um, I was thinking, Man, if I could, here's what I would tell myself. But even as I told myself this, I guess it's too late now because that's what I would have told myself then. But the real question I want to end up to today is, why can't we still follow that advice today? Even as we consider what we would tell our younger self based on the lessons we learned, why can't we continue telling that to ourselves even now? What's the difference between then and now? Does that bit of information, does that bit of insight, does that bit of wisdom that you want to impart to your younger self, has that changed in its potency? Has that changed in its effectiveness in your life? Is it less meaningful now? Is it, um, is it meaningless to you um, in reference to the fact that this is what you would have said to yourself back then, but it doesn't have any weight now. That's one thing I would probably challenge you to think through as I'm also reflecting on that same thought is that whatever it is that we would want to tell ourselves when we're younger, is it past its expiration date or is it still fresh? Is this something that we could still apply in our lives? Is it something that we're walking in the midst of experientially right now? And what could that look like? Um, as Rocky B said, it's a mean, cruel world, and it will beat you to your knees if you let it. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Uh, I'm guessing you mean the rock. Is that right, uh, Brandon? I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I'll let you confirm. But that's what I'm thinking of when I think of this one here. If you had the opportunity, what would you tell yourself? It's this, The question is phrased in past tense, but the reality is that same input could still be implemented in your life. And I'd hate for you to just look at it saying, oh, this would have been amazing if I could have done this. But the reality is we can still keep on doing these things even today, right? We can still apply ourselves to whatever that piece of advice is that we would want to have benefited from once upon a time. That's my thoughts on that. Secondly, your voice is so soft, it's making me sleepy. <laughs> I've heard as much. Rocky Balboa, the boxer. Yes, I recognize the name now. Thank you. Rocky Balboa, of course. That's a good um, quote, though, Brandon. Thanks for sharing that. And don't sleep during the podcast. <laughs> I've heard my voice is soothing. It's calming. It's uh, it's mesmerizing. But I still want to keep your attention um, here with me. So, uh the first piece, yes, I don't think the advice that we would give ourselves when we were younger has seen its past due dates. So what would it look like for us to implement that advice to ourselves today? It's not game over. Consider what you would say, tell yourself in the past, but by extension, how would you continue to implement that in this current context going forward? That is worthwhile. Secondly, I would also say part of this one here makes me think about how... 
we are a process of change. We are a process of change over time, meaning our younger selves, once upon a time, at this point when we're younger, we are not that same person anymore. We have grown through experiences along the way. We have grown in our awareness of life. We've become more street smart in some sense. That's why the question is asking, what kind of street smarts would we give to ourselves when we're younger based on what we know now? How would we sort of pass that on to our younger selves if we had a chance? But then inherent is that is that very thought that we are actually a, a brand new person. We are not the same person that we once were. We have moved on from that point and we have grown stronger. We have grown um, far bolder in the way that we're um, um, facing the challenges in our lives. We are uh, a lot more competent in our skills to be able to make it through a lot more experiences because we've made it through so much more. So that's a pretty amazing observation to reflect on is that who you are today has been a growth of who you once were when you were younger. That's an amazing thing. I love how we continue to grow through life, hopefully. Hopefully that's the experience. We continue to go through experiences. Now, there are some who it takes a little bit more in the school of um, tough knocks to be able to learn the lessons that we're supposed to learn to move forward. And then there are others who learn a, fair, a bit quicker and um, even those who do pick up these lessons a little quicker, it's that same context of saying, hey, how does this look like as we're going forward in acclimatizing and appropriating these lessons to ourselves? So that's a, another really important um, observation to make. And then I like how this one here phrases it as an opportunity. Here's an opportunity, if you had the opportunity, it says to go back and give some insight, drop some knowledge to your younger selves if you have that opportunity. But even as we answer that question um, in the what if, if we could, don't forget that that opportunity still is present for today. That opportunity to say, hey, what does it look like for us to benefit from our own experience? What does it look like for us to think in essence of how we can move forward in our progression of what is meaningful and valuable for us. That is really important as well, too. If you had the opportunity, what would you tell your childhood self? For me, I have three things that I've narrowed it down to, three key things that I would want to pass on to my younger self, because these things are super important for me. Number one, I want to tell myself that no one is perfect. No one is perfect. That isn't a meaningful thing that I want to tell myself because when I was growing up, <clears throat> the presentations from the authority figures around me were such that it presented perfection. You shouldn't be messing up. You should be this. Why do you goof up? Why do you stumble? Why do you have these challenges? You should just get it, you know, whether it's academically, whether it's relationally. And the kind of feedback, the kind of insight, the kind of experience I was getting from my community was one of perfection. You should be operating at this level here. You shouldn't be messing up now. I grew up in a religious context, so part of that meant you shouldn't be sinning. Sin, sin is uh, one of the religious words that um, uh, folks in faith communities use when they're referencing how we fumble our way, when we make mistakes. A lot of that is considered sin. When you do something that is wrong, that's considered sin. So when, when you fight, when you gossip, when you cheat, when you steal, like all these things are considered sins. So um, using that phraseology, when I was young and I'd do things 
that didn't reflect what my value set where what was or what I was being brought up in. The presentation I was given was you should be you should be good. You should not be bad. You should be on this level where there isn't expressions of of corruptness, of badness in you. And so I grew up with that and I struggled immensely. Struggled immensely because I was thinking, what's wrong with me that I can't be a good person? What's wrong with me whenever I goof up that I can't not do that that wrong thing? When in reality, now what I know is that we are fumbling our way forward. We are processes of change. We grow through challenges uh, in, in, in our experience. We grow through those zones where we're, we're, we're not going to be perfect. We're actually going to make a lot more mess before we get to that point where we're like, okay, this reflects me. I wonder if you remember me being a bit brother. Hope all is well. Joseph, nice to see you again, my friend. Thank you for being back again. Um, so, hi, Simon. Um, that's one of those things I think is really important for me to note. And what I would tell my younger self is, Binyam, young Binyam, <laughs> young, young Pada Binyam. <laughs> I would tell myself, you, just like everyone else, are trying to figure things out from an imperfect place. There is no one who's perfect. Those who are authority figures are also trying to figure out their own crap, just like you're trying to figure out your own crap. So how can you extend some grace to yourself? How can you extend some patience with yourself? Because it is unreasonable. It is unrealistic for you to go on trying to be something that you're not, trying to present as perf perfect, because there is no one who is perfect. Can I tell you how much this affected me, guys? I was so affected that I was thinking for a good season of my younger years in the terms of what is wrong with me? What's wrong with me that I can't get it together when it seems like everyone else around me does? And I was talking with a friend about this this past weekend. This individual was sharing some really vulnerable and um, oh, challenging stuff in his personal life. And as he was sharing this with me, I told him, I had no idea you were in this season. I had no idea that this was on the radar for you. I had no understanding of the kind of challenges that you're facing in your own personal life. And if you hadn't told me any of this, I would have kept on going thinking, man, this guy has it together. Do you know how many of us give such a credible witness, such a credible presentation that everything in our life is going stellar, like there's nothing wrong? There are so many of us who are struggling this way. There are so many of us who present to the world as if we're doing perfect, that there is nothing wrong. I'm 20, says Young, and I've learned the most about myself over the last two, three years after graduating high school. That's a critical time, I'd say, Young, when most of us are coming to learn about ourselves in a really impacting way. Absolutely. I'm hearing something. Hold on a sec. I was hearing like a recording. Anyway, so along those lines, I would say... Um, that is um, a, a season, Young, that you're in right now. Well, I'd be on TikTok Live with you as well, buddy. Awesome, Brian. Um, I was going to say, Young, um, that season from 17 to like 25 years old is a life-changing season for many in that uh, age category. S significant because during that age span is when you're learning the most about yourself. That's when you're learning to be independent. That's when you're learning to be responsible. That's when you're making some really 
deep friendships with people who are in that same season of life. And as you guys are going forward together, you're being forged into some powerful, strong friendships especially through adversity. For most of you, you're in school, so there's a stress of academic studies, and you have your own schedule that you can keep now, and no one's on your case, and you're realizing, oh, crap, i got to keep track of the fun times that I enjoy having, in addition to also trying to keep track of the responsibilities that I need to stay abreast of. So that's a, a season where you guys are getting really strong. So you're learning a lot more about yourself during that time. So I'm not really surprised that at 20, you are learning the most about yourself in this season of life. It's a, it's a fantastic time, but it's a time where there's tremendous growth as well. So yeah, that doesn't, um, that does not surprise me at all. But there are so many of us, dear friends, who are giving a presentation to the world of competence. For example, look at me. I showed up on this live stream on this podcast. For those of you who are listening, you can't quite see. But for those who are watching the recording or on the live stream here with me, you can see my bow ties on point. I I did my bow tie today. I wore a shirt. I shaved you know, um, I looked after myself. I wanted to make sure my presentation was stellar. I didn't show up here with my pajamas on, for for example. Now, I do that primarily because it's important for me to present as well as I can so that it's my way of honoring you guys and saying, hey, I want to look good as I'm interacting with you guys. I want to look good in the way I'm presenting my material to you guys. That's an important part for me. However, just because I look good, just because I'm amazing at giving a first impression uh, that is uh, that, that that is compelling, it doesn't mean that I have it all together. In fact, my life could be falling apart, and yet we never see this side of ourselves, or people, we never see this side of people's lives. So when we look at all those around us, we're saying, wow, that person seems to have it all together, that movie star, that sports um, star, that um, neighbor down the street who drives a wonderful vehicle, that family that always seems to get along so well. All of these are presentations of competence that we do stellar at presenting so that people, when they observe it, they're like, all right, I'm buying it. Like They look like they have everything together until we get to know them really well, until we get permission to walk into that sacred corridor of vulnerability that they may share with us. When they say, actually, my life really is crap. Um, I may look like I have everything together, but I'm really falling apart. I'm really struggling. I'm really unaware of which way I'm supposed to be going forward as they move into my future. There are so many expressions like that, my dear friends, in which we present that way. And I bought into that as a young kid. And so as I looked at those around me, I was like, holy crap, I'm the only one who messes up the way I do uniquely. It seems like everyone around me is so well put together for my peers at school who are wearing the latest fashions and designs in clothing and the ones who are really gifted in academics so that they're always smart and I'm struggling my way forward to those who are on the athletic field and they just seem to be effortless. I remember as a long-distance runner, I'd be running and I'd be thinking, man, um, I'm about to give in. I don't know how much more energy I have. And then as I was running uh, uh, amongst those who are in the race with me, I I was thinking along the lines of they're – they're, they've got tons more energy, and you know your mind plays these your mind plays these games on you in ways that are discouraging, right? So that's one of the things I would tell myself. Number one, when I was younger, Binyam, people are trying to figure life out just like you are. Give it time. 
Let them do their own thing. You do your own thing. Because they're just fumbling as you are. And it's okay to fumble. That's the second part of that first one that says, it's all right to fumble. That's how you're going to get better. Embrace those fumbles because in the midst of those fumbles is where you're going to grow to the next version of yourself, which is going to be really amazing, strong, and compelling. Number one. Number two, I would say, Binyam, young Binyam, don't be afraid to ask questions and to express when things don't make sense. Don't be afraid to move to that zone where you're able to explore and be curious. Don't be afraid to um, ask questions just because you think it might make you look stupid. Because in doing so, good to see you as well, Abdi. Uh, in doing so, you're going to be able to grow in your ability to understand what's going on around you. In doing so, you're going to be able to be true to yourself. You're going to be able to uh, walk forward with this confidence that says, hey, um, I want to experience life, not to pretend like I'm living life. And so ask those questions when you're um, unsure of how things are supposed to be going. And in doing so, as you're willing to ask those questions, as you're willing to explore and be curious, as you're willing to push back when you don't understand something, as you're willing to extend yourself this way, you're going to grow in this confidence that says, hey, my boundaries are such that when we're interacting, whether it's like teacher-student relationship, or whether it's friends-friends, or even whether it's parent-child, uh, um, or um, authority to um, the one who is under that authority, you're going to grow in this confidence to be able to say, hey, I want to understand so that I can move forward with my, with, with my hell yes. Instead of doing this, I sort of, I sort of kept quiet. I, 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 I retreated. I, I didn't have that confidence in moving forward and saying, I'm not sure if I'm on the same page with this. Can you help me understand this? And in the absence of that communication, there was a lot of ships sailing by each other with those I was interacting with. They never got to know the real me because I never actually got to ask the questions that were on my mind, right? So how this would have taken pra uh, root practically was, uh, for example, in the churches that I grew up, I'd be asking questions saying, I don't get why I can't ask this, or I don't know why we don't talk about this, or I don't know why I can't go ahead and experience this, or I'm not sure if I find this part of our faith compelling, or all these kind of expressions. I was afraid to ask those questions. In fact, those kind of questions were discouraged, right? But even though we may be discouraged from asking these kind of questions in life, even though we're we're sort of pigeonholed into keeping mum and quiet so that we don't create ripples or friction. I think that's where we lose our identity. And I definitely lost mine there because I was on other people's agenda saying, how can I least, how can I be the one that rocks the boat the least? I don't want to create trouble, right? I don't want to create inconvenience. And as a result, I started seeing myself as an inconvenience. So I'd say, Benny, what would it look like for you to ask questions and to be an inconvenience in asking those questions? And then finally, I think the final component that I would say to myself when I was younger is Binyam, honesty is the best policy, even though you might suffer for it. But it's worthwhile taking that confident leap in speaking honestly. I learned how not to be honest so that I could, so that I could 
survive. It was like a survival mechanism for me. When I wasn't honest, when I didn't actually express things that were on my radar, when I didn't communicate them, I felt that I was going to survive socially. I felt that I wasn't going to get in trouble. I felt like I could give the right answers and gain um, credibility and acceptance, even if I didn't believe those right answers. So I would say to my younger self, Binyam, as difficult as it is, it takes courage to be honest, but that is the best pathway to build your life on. If you can learn to be honest in the midst of all those challenges that may be on the other side from those who are going to criticize you, beat you, like all of the above, that all of that would, I think, have made me become a stronger individual, an individual worthwhile saying, hey, I'm very proud and happy of where I've arrived to. So that's probably what I would say there is, what would it look like for me to express that level of confidence by way of speaking my truth, by way of being honest with how I really felt, by way of expressing what was really in my mind? That is an amazing gift to be able to share with someone where you're able to extend yourself and say, hey, listen, I want to give you the real upfront me. I don't want to hold back. I don't want to um, put this under like um, a covering of sorts. I want to be able to engage forthrightly with my world. That's what I would tell myself. Now, let me look at these three things that I would tell my, my younger self and see how I can implement them now in my present. Because that's one of the things I was starting off by saying is those things that we would tell ourselves when we're young, why can't we implement them in our current context today? Why can't we go ahead and do that today? So number one, Binium, today. Don't forget that people are trying to figure things out just like you and they're fumbling their way through challenges and mistakes just like you are. So it's okay for you to make mistakes as you're going forward, even now. Binyam, it's really important that you continue to per persist going forward. So what would that look like for you, Binyam, to be able to remind yourself that people are living their own lives, trying to figure their own stuff. Don't be affected by how they're processing life and what they're demands on you are because you figure out your own path. Let them figure out theirs. Number two, Binyam, don't be afraid of asking questions, even today. When you don't understand something, ask questions. Confirm, clarify, uh, rehash, uh, review. Like, What would it look like for you to communicate with those around you and in doing so, when you're unaware of what their intentions or their motives or their meaning is, to ask those questions saying, help me understand what you mean when you said this. I don't know if I agree with this. Could you just say that for me again, just so I make sure I understood you? How can you give people that benefit of credibility that way? And then finally, Binyam, what would it look like for you to speak your truth today? What would it look like for you to be unaffected by people's censures and judgments? What would it look like for you to be true to yourself? How could you move forward and extend yourself by being truthful to yourself first and foremost and then to all those around you? Because that takes courage. 
I'm so grateful I'm in a season where a lot of these things that I'm mentioning, I've already started implementing, and yet I still want to be on the ball with these. I want to be able to implement these measures in my life in an impacting way where it's like, I got this. It's going to take integrity. It's going to take courage. It's going to take um, steel nerves at <laughs> times. And yet, it's going to be worthwhile for me to walk down this pathway. This is the hard pathway that I want to walk down. But I want to apply myself to it in such a way that it's going to be compelling for me. That's what I want to do. I want to take the hard road in life because when I'm taking the hard road for me personally, I'm able to apply myself in a way that I like the change that's going on. We're a process of change, every one of us. What kind of change are we reflecting as we go through time? We're setting precedence by the decisions we're making today, by the way we are thinking through the, the options that we have. As a life recalibrator, one of my main commitments is how can I continue to be in the game that way? Even as I help others recalibrate their lives, how can I bring that level of encouragement and hope that it is possible to go down this pathway? In a way where you are the one who's winning. You're not the one who's at a deficit. Friends, I would like to um, continue to uh, carry on this conversation. Uh, this week we'll have more questions coming up here. But these are conversations worthwhile having. They're conversations worthwhile thinking through because they enable you to be able to grow. I love growing. I love being able to experience that kind of encouragement. And I want to bring that into your context as well. I hope to see you tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. Check out my website in the meantime, binnymasters.com. Love you guys.